nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry free. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. It's the start again of motor racing and particularly of supercars this weekend. It's a fascinating four weeks in a row, as everyone will be aware that it follows supercars. Craig, it looks like it's going to be some eventful racing with a lot of people wanting to set themselves up for a good battle. This weekend, of course, it's the Bunnings Eight Night event and it's got two uh, night races, one on the uh, Saturday night and one on the Sunday. And uh, both of them about 7 o'clock, 7.10, something like that. Both of them are 32 lap races. It's uh, going to be interesting because uh, all four events at the same track, combinations of tyres, hard and soft. It's uh, going to be interesting to see how the teams, those who are able to actually get quickly on the pace and maintain it over the four weeks because it's uh, the difference uh, with tyre compounds that will test the people both engineers and drivers, as to who adapts the best. I'm sure you'd agree there. Yes, and the teams will be working overtime in between race meetings to make sure they get everything ready because the end game isn't really, for the majority of the cars out on the track, what this championship's doing. The end game is to get everyone ready, everyone fine-tuned for what comes next, which is, of course, the Bathurst 1000. Indeed. You'd like, Tony, I'll run through what we've got, events 8 to 11 on the calendar. It's softs only this weekend. Over three days, the cars are on the track. Two practice sessions Friday. Qualifying, which will be uh, an interesting daytime qualifying and the nighttime event, the 125-kilometre night race. Then on Sunday, you'll have two qualifyings during the day and two races at night. The following event is once again, going to be races 23, 24 and 25, event 9. Two practice sessions on the Saturday, a knockout qualifying all in the daytime, then that 125k race in the night again, then another two qualifyings on Sunday with two races. So the format's very similar, except we have the knockout formula on the race 23 race 23 24 25 is on a mix of hard and soft tires on event 10 we have two practice sessions on the saturday again a knockout qualifying for race 26 another 125k race this time on a saturday day race then on sunday more day racing in fact it's the only all day race meeting and it'll be softs only so the two one two five kilometer races on the sunday in the day all on softs Then we come to that final weekend and it's back to three days on track with an additional driver practice happening on the Friday. Pardon, super soft tyres, but you're only allowed to use the super soft tyres in the races. So that will throw an additional curveball to the teams who will not have had any testing up until that point 
they put them on in the race. Two practice sessions then, a night practice, which will be an interesting one on the Friday, and then practice two will be on the Saturday morning. We have the three-stage qualifying in the daytime, and then race 29, a 250-kilometre race, and then on Sunday, you have the qualifying and the 250-kilometre race again. So the four events, they've been able to enlist uh, some good sponsorship. Bunnings, the first one, Armour the second, BP, and finally the Bow Repairs stepping in again. And that's the, the big one because refuelling returns. And, of course, they haven't done any refuelling of the cars uh, or they'll be getting themselves primed up because there'll be a bunch of teams who will have uh, had to gather some new crew. I can think of a number. It'll be a testing time for all of them to be ready for Bathurst. And, of course, the other great imponderable is the co-drivers and they're finally going to get a session some of them have had a go at test days such as Erebus, Triple Eight I don't know if DJR had one but and those co-drivers will get a session at that fourth event the bow repair event they won't get to drive in it which is a great pity because it would have been good if they'd uh, had a chance to do some racing wouldn't it? Yeah that's right the biggest probably change in the first three weeks is having the mix of day nights and then the mix of all three tyres. And then, of course, the 250-kilometre race is where that's where they've got to have everything ready. And as we've spoken to a number of teams across this off period where we did our winning series and then speaking to Team Sydney, Tony, that's where they've all been just honing in on getting as much practice into their team as they possibly can to get rid of the finger errors before they're up for the 1,000. And and Barry Ryan, of course, uh, a few weeks ago on the show, was talking about just the intricacies and the difficulties of doing that brake pad change. Whilst we're on the uh, discussion of Barry Ryan too, Tony, it's interesting they still haven't confirmed or denied the Team Kiwi, Boost Mobile, Murphy and Stanaway entry for the Bathurst 1000s. And, of course, while all that's very big news and, you know, it's pity if Murphy and Stanaway don't make it, but while there's a lot of big news, the car's going racing again, the biggest news I think that we've had for a long time is the ownership of the Supercar Series. It's changed or changes at the end of this year with Archer uh, relinquishing their ownership to a consortium. And a consortium that involves a lot of marketing, sporting, motorsport people, including Mark Scaife, and uh, ARG, of course, which is a, a company that's been built around uh, the TCR series, uh, S5000s, um, TCM, and a whole bunch of categories. And I think the whole ownership thing from all we hear on everybody, and I'm sure you'd be the same, is nothing but positive. Would you agree there? Yes, there's a lot of synergies that are coming together with this consortium. It's got some motor racing knowledge through ARG. It's got marketing. It's got, uh, you know, sports management and uh, a driver and and, uh, sports person management. It's got the uh, funding side that is all locked away. So we're seeing just all those little pieces of the puzzle coming together And it's going to be very interesting to see the announcements over the next four weeks uh, because obviously this has been timed and uh, known about and timed to try to give the biggest bang for the buck as we lead into Bathurst. 
and also coming towards the calendar for 2022, where the new owners will want to try and release a calendar that provides some new and interesting events that they'll be hanging their hat on as becoming part of their period and their time in the Supercars Championship or as owners of the Supercar Championship. The other critical thing is, of course, we have a situation where we will have the teams not having an ownership stake. They're getting an appearance fee. And there has been, over the years, the biggest sponsor of a supercar team coming from supercars itself and their ownership and the payment from the wreck. That now is going to be completely different. It's going to be a completely different model. Will the new owners, after four years, want to have more cars on the grid? The existing teams will only have one way to determine whether they're happy with that or not, and that, of course, is with their feet. So a very interesting time. Your mate Gary Rogers, though, is in an interesting position. He walked away from the series only now to be one of the uh, major stakeholders through ARG. And of course, his son, Barry, who didn't have a high profile for the last, well, for the previous, say, 10 years, you know, from uh, 2000 to 2010, Barry was, wasn't was really seen around at all. And suddenly, uh, particularly in the last five years, he uh, has come into well and truly and taken, it's certainly an interesting development, um, the uh, growth of uh, the Rogers team, GRM, and the fact that they have such a strong foothold in all those other categories it's an interesting thing where you know maybe they'll come back now from what i understand by getting rid of the uh, payment for having the wreck it does mean that the teams won't be adversely affected when they put more cars on the grid it's certainly going to be interesting to see if we will see that growth you know permanently to uh, 26 shrinking so we'll have to watch that with that interest but best of all, of course, that the cars are back racing this weekend. And that's it from Inside Supercars and Racing. And we'll bring you a wrap-up of the events from the weekend next week. Cheers for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.